Hello, and welcome to the Get Transformed podcast of Transformation Christian Fellowship. We are so excited that you're tuning in, and we hope that you will be empowered and transformed by the Word of God. 1 Kings chapter 19, verse 9, I feel like there is a word from God specifically for his people, and I hope that he gives me the strength to um, really articulate what he's put in my my, my my heart to share. Here he goes, and it says, And there he went into a cave and spent, and there he went into a cave, cave and spent the night in the place, in that place. And behold, the word of the Lord came to him and said to him, What are you doing here, Elijah? Verse 10 reads, So he said, I have been very zealous for the Lord God of hosts, for the children of Israel have forsaken your covenant, tore down your altars, and killed your prophets with the sword. Alone am left. I alone am left. And they seek to take my life. Got a little bit of reading for us tonight. Verse 11, Kenny, if this let you know. Verse 11. Then he said, go out and I go out and stand on the mountain before the Lord. And behold, the Lord passed by. And a great and strong wind tore into the mountains and broke the racks in, excuse me, rocks. I can't see from here. <laughs> the rocks in pieces before the Lord. But the Lord was not in the wind. And after the wind, an earthquake, but the Lord was not in the earthquake. Said he wasn't even there, y'all. He wasn't even there, y'all. And after the earthquake, a fire, but the Lord was not even in the fire. Said he wasn't even there, y'all. He wasn't in the fire, neither. Uh, after, and after the fire, a still, small voice. Say he was there that time. <laughs> he was there. He was there at that time. And then I want to read you verse 13. Verse 13, it reads and says so it was when elijah heard or heard it that he wrapped his face in his mantle and went out and stood in the entrance of the cave and suddenly a voice came to him and said what are you doing here elijah verse 14 he said and he said i have been very zealous for the lord god of hosts because the children of Israel have forsaken your covenant, tore down your altars, and killed your prophets. With the sword, I am alone and left, and they seek to take my life. Verse 15 says, Then the Lord said to him, Go return on your way to the wilderness of Damascus. And when you arrive, anoint Haziel as king over Syria. Verse 16 says, Also you shall anoint Jehu, the son of Nishnai, Nim Nimshai, as king over Israel, and Elisha, or Elisha some for some people, the son of Shaphat, of Abel Mahala. You shall anoint him as prophet in your place. I want to talk to you tonight from the subject, and I pray that this really ministers to your soul tonight. What are you doing here? What are you doing here lord please um really please help me articulate what you've what you've given me please all right what are you doing here so let me let me set the scene for you i gotta set the scene how all of this comes to be okay i'm gonna do it in five minutes and i promise you my message is only 10 minutes 
I'm going to try to do it. <laughs> I'm trying to do this. All right, now listen. We have it here. We have it here. And my students said they are timing me in the front row. I, <laughs> listen. 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 So hear, hear, hear me. Hear me. Watch, watch what happens here. We have this great man of God, Elijah. This great man of, this great man of God. Uh, the tale of two chapters, I like to call it. The tale of two chapters. What do we mean by that, Pastor B? Because if you read in the previous chapter, ladies and gentlemen, there was a showdown on Mount Carmel. There was a showdown on Mount Carmel where, where uh, this, this bold prophet, this guy, Elijah, matter of fact, let me take you a little further back. This guy, Elijah, was the same guy who prayed that there be no rain. This same guy prayed that there will be no rain for three years and God backed his word. Three years later, God said, show himself again uh, for Elijah to show himself again and prayed for the rain to come. And the rain came in a, uh, in a cloud in the shape of the hand. This same bold man that, that prayed for that prayed that there'll be no rain. It didn't rain. And God told him to pray again for rain to come, and it came. And now in chapter 18, ladies and gentlemen, Elijah stands at Mount Carmel with a showdown against the false idols, the, prop, the idols of Baal. Israel had drifted because of, uh, uh, because of Ahab and his, and his queen Jezebel. Jezebel was just as, a, as much as a believer in, in Baal as, as Elijah was in Yahweh. Yeah, yeah. And, 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 and Elijah comes up Mount Carmel and says, you put your prophets of Baal against me and my God. Who God can, who can bring down fire? That's what he says. What, which God is going to answer? And the prophets of Baal, they set up this altar, and I'm doing this all very quickly because you got to read it for yourself in, in the previous chapter. And, and they set up an altar for their God, and, and they, they're praying. I mean, they're going in like, oh, Baal, come on and bring your fire. And they dance, oh, yeah, 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 all that stuff like that around. Doing all of that stuff, and while they're doing that, Elijah's mocking them. Yeah. Elijah's looking at them to see your God can't even answer you. You pray to a God that's dead, and he's doing all of this stuff at their face. And then when Elijah comes to pray, the God, the real God, the God of the living, oh, my God, the God of the living and not the dead, the uncreated creator, the one who formed the heavens and the earth, brought down fire from heaven and consumed the prophets of Baal. This same guy, Elijah who saw God literally answer by fire, finds himself to be in depression in chapter 19. He finds himself to seep, to go as far as being so bold to now being in a cave. He's in a cave, and ladies and gentlemen, the cave illustrates dark and gloominess. When you're in a cave, there's nothing good about being in a cave. You're in the dark, you're in hiding. So this same guy who was bold, who showed himself, is now shrunk back. He's now ran away from his post, ladies and gentlemen. Discouraged. Disappointed. 
feeling deflated and defeated, he finds himself in a cave. Why, you may ask, Pastor B, that he finds himself to be here? I'll tell you why. Because he heard word. Once this happened, Ahab told Jezebel. Jezebel was, mm, she was nasty. She was wicked. She was wicked. She was wicked. Matter of fact, she was the real one running, the, was running the whole thing. Ahab, ladies and gentlemen, didn't have a spine. It was her that was running the whole game. Once she got word what had happened at Carmel, she said, we going to kill Elijah. He dead. He don't do the prophets of Baal like that. Think he going to get away. So what we going to do, we going to put a 24-hour bounty on his head. Give me the head of Elijah. Kill him. When you see this man, let him know he's a dead. He's dead. He's God. We're going to get him. And this crazy thing is that Elijah hears this and he runs. He gets his servant. He drops him off at Beersheba and he keeps going. He gets so far in the wilderness sitting up in a, brim, a, a, a juniper tree and he said, God, take my life. Jesus. Now, I want to pause right here for a second because I looked at this text really quickly. I looked at this text and I, I looked at it before and I was like, this is kind of a... This is kind of interesting to me, right? So if you wanted to be dead, why don't just stay there and let her kill you? <laughs> Come on, think about it. <laughs> think about it. Let me tell you something. When you are disappointed, when you are feeling, when you feel, when you get this news, like for some people, when the news came that the governor said, hey, we going back to phase two, hey, <laughs> it started to strengthen back in their spirit. Like, oh man, not this again. Not this again. I just got back to my job. I just got back to trying to get my bills together and catching up. Not this again. Not this again. He hears news, man. He hears news about this. See, all of us say things that we really don't mean when we're depressed. We start getting into another frame of mind when we're, when we're depressed, when we're discouraged. We say things that you really don't mean. Because if you wanted to be dead, Elijah, you would have just stayed there. You would have. But no, you go out to the wilderness like, God, kill me now. I'm the least of all my ancestors. Please, do me, get, get me out of here. He said, I had enough. This guy has now heard something from Jezebel and now he feels that his ministry is over because she put a bounty on his head. How do you go from being so far up because of what happened on Carmel to now be at the place that you didn't had enough to throw it all away? Why? How does he get here? Ladies and gentlemen, I believe all of us at one point or another or even right now has been in the same spot that my man Elijah was in. Yeah. Where one week, one minute we can go from here in a big victory and then the next minute feeling deflated yeah. because we got news that felt like a setback. Mm. You know, the real honest thing about Elijah is this, is that Elijah, not only was the news that really made him upset 
and got him out of there. It was that Israel did not respond in the way that he thought they would respond after seeing what happened on Carmel. So not only did the people not respond in the way that he thought they should respond in, now on top of that, I put my life on the line and now she wants to kill me because I represented you, God. And so sometimes we think that we are exempt from trouble because we serve God. Sometimes we think that trouble is just going to skip past us because we are children of God. Ladies and gentlemen, I wish that was the case, but I can't sit here and lie to you and tell you that you are exempt. None of us are exempt from trouble. None of us are exempt. And so Elijah, ladies and gentlemen, is finding himself to be in a place where he wants to die. He wants to quit. He's sitting up under this juniper tree laying down and said, God, take my life. Elijah went, goes from telling people that my God sends down fire from heaven, now asking the same very God to kill him. He wants to commit suicide. He wants to throw it away. You want to know why suicide numbers have gone so far up because of this? whole COVID season is because of the weight that comes along with the trouble and the anxiety and all of that and it's building building up and this COVID-19 is the cherry on top for some people to say God I want to end it I didn't already gone through a divorce God and now I got this because my job is in limbo I was just, our church was just starting to move in the right direction. And now we got this. My business, God, was just, I was, I had plans for this year. But now I can't even reopen because of these regulations, because of this stupid virus. Because of this virus now, and, and not only that, but now I've been home and realized I married the wrong person. I'm home now and realize, wait a second, I didn't put money away. I come home now and I can't live because I'm constantly traveling and, I, and the travel helps me not to deal with what happens here and home. And I can't do this. You know what happened was COVID-19 has now what it did was make us sit down and really like really sit down because what what people were using as a mechanism to cope with certain things are no longer there. It was no longer there. And so now because I can't cope with the stuff, I can't get away from what I'm experiencing and not really deal with stuff. What I do now is now I'm home with my thoughts. I'm now home with the thoughts. I'm now home dealing with all of this stuff. And now I'm in the place of Elijah now that I feel like I just don't want this. I don't want this anymore. And for somebody who may be watching me, watching me tonight, you are feeling so depressed in your spirit and discouraged in your soul tonight. And what's happened is God did not speak to him to tell him to run away from the news. Let me tell you something. God told him after he, t after he sent the rain, God told him to go down near the brook. He, then he told him to go down to the widow of Zarephath. He never told him to run away. <laughs> and so what happens is he asked for God to kill him, but he sent an angel to comfort him. 
So what he does in this moment, ladies and gentlemen, here and now, 1 Kings chapter 19, is that God sends an angel of the Lord and he says, come on, get up, Elijah, arise and eat. He provides for him food and provides for him water. He said, listen, for where you're going, you, you got you to gotta do this. So what God did in this case for Elijah was deal with his physical need in order to really for him to deal with his spiritual need. Are you hearing me? God is going to deal with Elijah physically to then deal with him spiritually. Because what he has to do is get him to the place where his memory is jogged to who God is. He has to recall in his mind, ladies and gentlemen, and remember who God is. The question that we have to deal with in this text is, is God still who he is? That's what Elijah is dealing with now. He's represented God. He saw him. He saw him through the rain. He saw him through the fire and all of this stuff that he saw, this, these miraculous things from, but couldn't God deliver me? <laughs> Can God deliver me? Is God still God? Even when I've done all this stuff on Mount Carmel for his name, is God still God? And for some of you, you are wrestling with belief because the man of God here lost faith. He lost faith to the such degree he wanted to die. Is this, is this, is this making sense for you tonight? Hear me. And so he's here now. He says, arise and eat. Tells him to do it three times. Arise, eat, sleep. Eat, sleep. Sometimes you need to rest. Rest, eat. And they, they keep doing this until he's strengthened enough. And so he gets up and he makes his journey to this place called Mount Harab. Mount Harab, ladies and gentlemen, this is signified as the mountain of God. Matter of fact, this mountain, ladies and gentlemen, we see in Exodus chapter 34, is the same mountain that God gave Moses the commandments. It is the same mountain where Moses said, show me your glory, God. I won't go nowhere without it. And God said, I will, I, I, listen, no man can see me and yet live. But I, what I'm going to do is I'm going to allow you to see my backside. And, and I'm going to hide you behind a cleft of a rock. And you'll see my backside and you'll see the glory. It's on this mountain, ladies and gentlemen, where it's called Mount Sinai. Another, it can all also be uh, translated to be Mount Sinai as well. He said, on that mountain, that, that, that's where the angel of the Lord was getting him to go. God has not spoken to Elijah at this moment. He sent an angel to get him to where he needs to go. <laughs> but while there at Mount Harab, he hides in a cave. He hides in the cave, ladies and gentlemen. For some, we have took this season to go and back to corner ourselves in caves. Hide. Don't want to be seen. Hiding in a cave. Depressed. Full of anxiety. Full of distress. Lack of faith. And I'm in this cave. Look at somebody, put it in the chat, say, you got to come out the cave. So, so, so he's, he's here and he's in the cave. He's on, he's at the mount that they call the mount of God. And he's there. He got this word 
listen, Jezebel going to kill me. And either he, all these thoughts that are running through his mind, COVID-19, they saying these cases are spiking up. They may shut us all down. We may have to go all online. My business may never survive. My family may never have anything for Christmas this year. Oh, my God. I, I don't understand how I can celebrate Thanksgiving this year. I don't even know if I'm going to have food on the table. I don't, I don't know if this is going to be a happy Thanksgiving. I don't This year, oh, my God, death to 2020. Get it out of here. I just lost so many loved ones, and I'm so down in this cave. <sighs> I'm in the cave of my despair. I'm in the cave of my disappointment. I'm in the cave of my hopelessness. And I said, Lord, take my life. But yet he sends me to the mount. <laughs> oh, good Lord, I praise you. Because where the presence of the Lord is, there is freedom. Hallelujah. And so he's now coming, ladies and gentlemen, and he's at a point, and he's at a point, hear me, and hear me good. He's at a point now, ladies and gentlemen, where he's there, and God shows up. God shows up, ladies and gentlemen. Matter of fact, and I was looking at this, I was like, you know, the interesting thing here about what, uh, uh, where we is, where Elijah is, is that he has to make a decision in this point of his ministry. What is he going to do? Is he going to go on in his ministry or is he going to allow this to be the end of him? Is he, what is he going to do? You're at a point in your life now that you got to figure out what you're going to do at this moment. What am I going to do? Am I going to still believe God yet knowing what's up against me? Am I still going to believe God even knowing that, listen, there, there might, it might be upticks and this stuff might happen, but I'm just going to trust God along the way. You are at a crossroads before this year goes in the next year. You're not, even, you're not even confident about next year because you're not even really confident in God. And you want to know what you're going to do. <laughs> and what God does is he shows up. He shows up here. At verse 9, and he said, and he went into a cave and in that place, and the word of the Lord came to him, and he said to him, what are you doing here? God is challenging him with a question. What are you doing here? Matter of fact, I look and made parallels between him and Jonah. Jonah, go to the city of Nineveh and preach to them. I don't want to go there. I'm leaving. I go the opposite way. <laughs> and here Elijah has ran from his post. Did you hear God give him a command to say, come to Mount Harab or come to this? I want you to leave there. There's a death decree. I got to send you over here and you got to hide. No, God didn't tell him to do that. Did you hear God tell Elijah and say, hey, man, you got to go. You got to do this. Did God give him a different assignment? No. What Elijah did is leave his post and leave his assignment because of his disappointment and despair. God never told him to do that. God did not tell Jonah to go the other way. He told him to go to Nineveh. And Elijah is at the same point where Jonah was, but just in different scenarios. The parallel here with Jonah and Elijah, ladies and gentlemen, is this, is that both of them ran from what God told them to do. Yeah. 
but one ran in disappointment of what he thought God was going to do with sending the fire down. While another ran because he didn't think that place would deserve the grace. But did God call him to come up here? No, he said, what are you doing here? Why are you in this place, Elijah? I didn't tell you to be here. And you know what? You know what God does? You know what Elijah says to him? I was zealous. I was zealous. I'm the only one left, God. I'm this. I'm this. I'm that. I'm that. And not only understanding that he was not the only one. See, when you're so caught up, you think you're the only one going through what you're going through. Newsflash. You're not the only one. God, I'm the only one out here serving you and all of this stuff. Not understanding that Obadiah had a, oh my God, had prophets and hiding because of what they were trying to do to them. He wasn't the only one. Listen, you're not the only one who's dealing with this. All of us are dealing with this. But it's your perspective on what you do in this season that you are in. What are you doing here? Why? Or what are you doing here? And so Elijah says what he says. He vents his trouble. There's nothing wrong with venting to God. There's nothing wrong. A lot of times we grew up in church saying, oh, you don't ask God any questions. How dare you? That's not true. That's not true. You can, that's why I can come boldly to God. I can come boldly to say, listen, casting my cares upon him. Listen, I feel like this, but he was not the only one. Right now, God is going to deal with Elijah's pride. Yes. And so he runs. And at this point, he didn't even come out out of the cave, even with hearing that. He still stayed in the cave because he was ashamed. <laughs> he stayed in the cave because he was still ashamed. He was depressed. You don't want to hear about, you don't want to hear God. Some of us, when we're dealing with it, I don't want to hear no word from you. Not right now. Let me be me. Let me be me. You know what? Everybody, you got your own little coping mechanism. You know what I'm saying? For some of you, it's the herbs of the land. Oh, come on, somebody. Don't try to act funny with me. For some of you, it is the, it is, uh, it is, uh, <laughs> it's uh, uh, my man named Jack. For others, ladies and gentlemen, it is called the three-letter word of sex. For some of you, it's other things, ladies and gentlemen, that you'll find yourself to get into because when you are feeling the way you are feeling, you don't want to hear from God. And Elijah was not trying to hear from him. That's why he stood in the cave. He stood in the cave. He wasn't trying to hear from him. <laughs> he was not trying to hear from him. And after he said what he says, your prophet, I'm alone and I'm left. And then this is what, G, this is what God tells him in verse 11. I'm going to put this up there. Verse 11, put it up on there on the screen for everybody to see in TCF Nation for me, Kenny. And verse 11, watch what he says. Then he said, go out and stand on the mountain. So he said, listen, you coming out of this cave, you come out. <laughs> oh my God. Listen here, some of us want to stay in the cave. Some of us, some of us want to stay depressed. You ain't trying to get no help. No, 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 no. God said, come out of there, Elijah. I want you to stand right here. 
Because some of you, for some of us, we need to be reminded of who you are dealing with. This right here, ladies and gentlemen, what God did for Elijah in this moment was to reassure him of who he is. And for some of us, while you're hearing all of this stuff and the holidays are coming and all of this, some of you need a reassurance of who God is. Some of you need to be reassured and God is a man of his word. That he's a God of covenant, ladies and gentlemen, and he doesn't break his covenant. That's what some need to be reminded of tonight. You need to be reminded in verse 11, he says, then stand on the mountain and behold, the Lord passed by in a great and strong wind. God passed by with a great strong wind. But God wasn't in the wind. He wasn't. He wasn't in the wind. That's what verse 11 said. The wind tore the mountains and broke the rocks in pieces before the Lord, but the Lord was not in the wind. And after the wind and an earthquake, but the Lord was not in the earthquake. He wasn't there neither. See, you're still looking to see, see, see what God was doing was training Elijah that, listen, you've seen me move in these big miraculous ways. I need you to see a different view of me. You're looking for God to show up and just, hey, I'm blowing this whole corona thing out of the water. It's out of here. He can do that, but he's not in there. You're looking to see, hey, this, you need to do this and all of this stuff like that. Not understanding that God had a long-term plan. <laughs> so in the short term, you're nervous and you're, 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 you're wondering, scratching your head like, Lord, what am I going to do? And Lord, he wasn't in the earthquake neither. He wasn't in the earthquake. And after the earthquake, he sent fire. Hey, you, you saw the fire. I just brought fire down from heaven in the previous chapter, but he said, I'm not in that neither. <laughs> he wasn't there neither. And all of this time, what happened was, is that Elijah came out of the cave with his face wrapped in his mantle. A mantle, ladies and gentlemen, was often worn, uh, uh, was often made out of sheep's, uh, uh, out of, of sheep's fur, ladies and gentlemen, and it was clothed around him because he was still in shame. <laughs> but what happened for him? But after the fire, ladies and gentlemen, there was a still voice. There's a psalm that says, be still and know that I am God. I will be exalted among the nations. It is in the stillness, ladies and gentlemen, where you can really hear from God. You can hear from an earthquake. You can hear from in the fire. But listen, this is not what Elijah needed. It was the still small voice of God. The voice of God is real. I don't care what nobody tells you. The, the, he's heard a still small audible voice speaking to him. And he asks him the same question again, ladies and gentlemen. What are you doing here, Elijah? What are you doing here? And still in that, Elijah still comes and defends himself. Lord, I'm doing this. I'm doing that. You are still missing the point. What 
are you doing here? There's a couple of things that I've taken away from this passage, ladies and gentlemen. And here's the thing. You, God is asking this question and challenging him. Why would you leave your post? Why? What are you doing here? Why are you, why are you over where you're not supposed to be? Why are you doing the things that you're not supposed to be doing? What are you doing here? Why do you find yourself to be in this position? Why are you in this state? What are you doing here? You ran away from trouble. I'm calling you to deal with it hand face to face. You can't run from this. You got to face it head on. Mm, I don't know who I'm talking to. You got to face this head on. You can't run from it. What are you doing here? You just defeated. You just saw my hand move for you at Carmel and you are here. What are you doing here, Elijah? What are you doing here? What are you doing here? Why are you still here? I believe at that moment after the third time, Elijah should have just went running from the rock and went back to doing what he needed to do. What are you doing here? You're not supposed to be here. Nobody's supposed to be here. <laughs> what are you doing here, man? Why have you left your post? What are you doing here? You need to get up from where you are. I know you're depressed. That's why God didn't dealt with Elijah uh, uh, delicately because he knew the state he was in. And he asks him this over three times. He asks him this. Why did he ask him this? Because he's trying to read. He's trying to do something in Elijah's perspective to turn that switch of depression off. And wait a minute. May him wake up and realize why am I here? Why am I here? The question was there to trigger something in Elijah to stand up in the faith that he once had. That his faith would be reignited again to say, what am I doing here? Why am I, why has my soul fallen so, so, so overwhelmed? And I hear the psalmist say, when my soul is overwhelmed, lead me to the rock. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And so he's there, ladies and gentlemen. I'm coming to a close. He said, what are you doing here? And guess what? God never addresses his, his venting. He never addresses that. He vents, he talks all of this stuff. God didn't care. He didn't, he, he didn't, he didn't answer God. See, you want God to come in the pity party with you. You want God to come in your same vent. Yeah, you write about that, Elijah. Those people didn't change. They didn't do anything. God does not have time for your pity party. You and I, God is not going to give us. No, 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 no. He said, what are you doing here? Is because what is happening is in the body of Christ, ladies and gentlemen, is that we got people shrinking back under pressure. Yeah. You're shrinking under pressure. And the faith that you claim is not the faith that is being displayed. How is it that you can claim this faith on a Mount Carmel? But when now you're in trouble, ladies and gentlemen, the issue is, God, take my life now. Where is your faith, man? Where is your faith? Where is your faith? What are you doing here, man? And what God does is this. Listen, 
What God does is give him an assignment. He doesn't deal with his venting. He doesn't deal with any of that stuff. No, God says, no, this is what you're going to do. What you're going to do is anoint a new king of Syria. After you anoint a new king of Syria, then you're going to go anoint Jehu and make him the king of Israel. Then after that, you're going to then anoint another. You're going to anoint your successor, Elisha, and he's going to minister to you. God gives him three assignments. Why? Because in God's, in God's plan and purpose, listen, all of that stuff on Mount Carmel was cool, but God had a long-term plan. Jezebel will be dealt with. Ahab will be dealt with. The plan now is, I want you to do this and now execute it, Elijah. What God will do for you in the state that you are in is give you a game plan for how you're going to come out of it. Oh my God, here's what you're going to do. But if you got to be in a place, Elijah right now, after hearing that, he could have made the decision to stay there or he could, or he will go and the strength that God has just given him. It's for you to decide what you're going to do. God gave you an assignment. This is what you're going to do. You're going to anoint the new king of Syria. Then you're going to go down to Israel. You're going to go down and anoint a new king, Jehu. And then after that, you're going to anoint you a successor. And guess what? He's going to minister to you. And guess what? He's going to carry my assignment on. And oh my God, in the earth realm. And the reality is, ladies and gentlemen, is that God is questioning us in this time. He's asking us this question tonight. What are you doing here? Because we have too much on the line to be oh my god wanting to hide behind things ladies and gentlemen and hide ourselves and put ourselves in a cave of isolation no it's time for you to arise and you have to rise right now And so, yes, what? guess what? Get all of that out of your system now. Yes, vent your way. God, why is this not happening? God, why is this not happening? Yes, you can do all of that. But guess what? When it all comes down to it, you got to make a decision and say, you know what, God? I have the plan here. What am I doing here? I need to get myself back up, dust myself off, and go in the strength that you've given me and walk in the purpose that you have ordained for my life. Man, forget all of that, man. Forget all of that noise that other people like to say. You got to block out even your own thoughts in your mind that wants you to quit, that wants you to give in, that wants you to listen to the lies of the enemy and say that your life is not worth anything, that says that your life doesn't have any meaning, that says that God is done with you. He wasn't done with Elijah, and that's what the prophet needed to know tonight. He ain't done with you yet. I may be in the cave, but I'm not Staying here, cause God is not through with me. Oh, I feel that there. You better put in that chat section and say, no matter this season I'm in, God is not through with me yet. I still got some more to do. I still got some more to go and finish for the kingdom of God. Look at somebody say, 2020 ain't over yet. Oh, glory. Hallelujah. I said you want to cancel a year, but I came tonight to declare over you. It's not over yet. What are you doing here? God still got unfinished business with you in this year. 
and guess what you already made it to the end of this year and the enemy's tried to shut down your business but you still continue to make it God told me like the enemy tried to come for your finances but yet you're still striving even in the midst of a pandemic the enemy tried to shut you down from this way this way and make you curse God but even through all of that God said listen I know you feel depressed I know you feel oh my God, all of this is going on in your home in your nation and oh my God in the presidency and all of this junk but guess what I'm not done with you yeah I want you to move and operate in the things that I called you to do and remind the kingdom of darkness that the kingdom of light suffers violence but the violence take it by force I came tonight to look and tell you tonight that guess what shake yourself off pick yourself back up because there's more that God has in store for you what are you doing here Elijah what are you doing here Aretha get up encourage somebody in the chat section tell them get up get up why are you still there you got more to do don't you be worried about the pestilence that trying to come and rise don't you be worried about it one thousand may fall at your right side oh my god ten thousand at your left but it shall not come now to you only with your eyes only you shall see the reward of the wicked and when you keep reading the story Jezebel fell down when you keep reading the story Jezebel met her in met her in because guess what touched that thou anointed and do your prophets know her because whatever may try to come up against you I decree and declare that it's gonna scatter seven different directions because no weapon formed against you it can try to form it's gonna form it's looking like it got all the world against you but guess what it ain't gonna prosper cause God ain't through with me yet Shia! the preach to somebody you're suicidal in your sphere i said put that knife down don't put those meds down god ain't through with you yet you're depressed in your stir god ain't through with you yet god's gonna give you beauty for ashes god's gonna give you joy for sorrow hallelujah hey what are you doing there get up get up get up get up get up Get up and do what God's called you to do. Hallelujah. You little Vasulia. I said, God ain't through with me yet. I said, He that be gonna go work in me. I said, He that be gonna go work in me. I said, He that be gonna go work in me. He shall perform until the day of Christ. He shall keep me until that faithful day. I believe you are. Say, I still believe God. I still believe God. to be reminded tonight you feel like you what you've done God ain't done with you yet I decree and declare hallelujah you ain't seen nothing yet I decree and declare you haven't seen nothing yet I decree and declare you'll see a transfer how the wealth of the wicked 
has been stored up for the righteous. And I decree and declare that whatever in this season that you may have lost, whatever the king of worm may have sold and have eaten from you, I decree and declare may you have double for your trouble. Because what happened is that Elijah eventually got off of that cave. He eventually got out of his cave. And he did what God called him to do. And that's oh my God. Because let me tell you something. No one. Oh my God. Who lets the off the plow. You're not fit for the kingdom of God. But the kingdom of God is for those. You say you make it knocked down. But it's hard to keep a child of God on the floor. You gotta give us more than that. Because the more you knock us down. The more we grow. The more we succeed. The more we thrive. Somebody shout get up. Get up. Get up. Get up. said I want you to anoint him hallelujah and now then and what he do is he gave Elisha to be a companion to Elijah hallelujah what do I mean by that is that he brought somebody to help him along in the ministry hallelujah so let me tell you something God heard his not that God let what he said warm deaf ears. He felt that he was alone, and what he did, he gave him a protege to help train him. You look and let me tell you something. God will bring help along your journey. Let me tell you something tonight. God ain't letting your he, he hears your cry. But guess what? And he's gonna give you an answer. And he's gonna bring somebody alongside of you. Come here, dog. I said he'll bring somebody alongside of you. Hallelujah. That will help carry you through to help lean on you hallelujah say i'm not going through this alone tcf nation you got your partners hey elder Brittany, come alongside dog you got a community we're stronger together i said we're stronger together we're stronger together than being apart you had your brother and your sister strengthen you let faith arise within you tonight so when you feel low your brothers and I'll help you come back Shout hallelujah I'm finished I gotta go what are you doing here that's the question for all of us I don't know where you are question is what are you doing here God will answer God will answer and God will meet your need. If you're not saved, I give you Jesus tonight. I give you Jesus. I promise you, you're not alone. Jesus said, Lord, I'll be with you till the very end of the age. He's not gone anywhere. I'm telling you, if you feel like that's you, give your life to Jesus today. I don't know what you are. I'm telling you, you tried everything else. Why don't you try my God? Try Jesus tonight. I don't know where you're watching me from. Why can I preach like this? Because I have a conviction tonight that if you try Jesus, your life will change. Doesn't mean that you're exempt from trouble. Doesn't mean that you're exempt from challenges. But what it does mean that is I'm not alone. I got a helper. I got a savior. And I have the Holy Spirit that will help to strengthen me. 
Thanks for listening to the Get Transformed podcast. We hope that you subscribe so that you can continue to be empowered by the latest podcast. For more information on Transformation Christian Fellowship, visit our website at transformationchristianfellowship.org or download our free mobile app on the App Store or Google Play Store. If you would like to support this ministry, simply text TCF1 to 77977. We thank you for your generosity and for listening to the Get Transformed podcast. And remember, transformation starts here.